You are now uh, here with your neighborhood superhero, Cassius J, and my man's, your man's, the only. Joe man's. All day, every day, and we have a special guest with us. If he will allow me to bring him in the correct way, tonight we have a special guest that has turned the distant love of rock and roll into a close reality for millions. He is the reason why your favorite artist, band, and group is standing before you spilling classics of nostalgia into the crowd of music lovers that need to see their dream musicians perform live in front of their eyes. I bring to you the executive vice president, but Danny Wimmer presents WP, DWP, excuse me, which is a music festival production and promotion company. None other than a legend in his own right, Gary Spivak. Wow. Hey. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank, thank you. Hey. hey. The interview's I, over. I clearly, I, I, yeah. Like, I, bring you out like a rock star. All downhill from here, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Gary, we can't thank you enough for being here tonight, man. I got to just tell the world, like, um, not only as, like, everything that Jay said, but also a good friend of mine. Um, and um, I'm honored to call you my friend, Gary. You've always been good to me and my family. And so, I and good to us for being here tonight. So, thank you for that so much. Well, Joe, yeah, your family too, and God, what was it, maybe 2008 or nine? Um, you know, Rock on the Range, now Sonic Temple, always fell on Armed Forces Weekend. Mm. And we really took that to heart just because, you know, we all have friends, neighbors, family in, in connected to the military, and especially this audience, the Rock fan. It, it, without sounding too general or cliche or whatever, the rock fan is 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 the hardworking, family loving, neighborhood caring citizen. You know, mm, they right. paycheck to like the the not afraid to, to to walk around with a hammer or a or a hard hat and do the work. And um, you know, mili the military presence really became important to us. I'm a California kid. You know, there's there's a a lot of progressive mentality in this state, but when you go to Ohio or you go to Kentucky or you go you go into the, to the, the greater part of our country, um, there, there's 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 a bigger appreciation for for military um, for the armed forces armed forces family. So I met Joe. Sorry for long, being long winded on that. No, no, um, it's good. No, no. I met I met Joe through that because we wanted to honor our brothers and sisters in the military and, and Joe, I, I believe you maybe were running a battalion at the time or, or, uh, I, I was I, working. Yeah. I was working with the army's ad agency at the time. I just it, got out in of Columbus, Army. right? Yeah. In Columbus. Yep. yep uh, Columbus and, 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 yep. and immediately, you know, he, he didn't screw up too bad backstage to make a fool of himself. So we allowed him back. And, um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it, that's one of the charms and, and the movie captures this, you guys long live rock. Um, yeah. thanks for, thanks for having me on to talk about it. What this movie captures more than anything to me is, is the family dynamic and the community that this genre that we love so much and that we care about so much that often gets very misunderstood. Um, but one thing that I, that, and I knew about it, but not until I made this movie and was a part of it, that there is a unbreakable family dynamic between the fans and the bands and just the whole community of rock and roll. That's good shit. That's good Man, shit. Gary, I, not as good as your intro, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and we're going to, we're going to dig into that. We're going to dig into 
um, you you know your your the role you played in rock and roll bringing so um, so much great art not only to the fans but opportunities to the artists. And then uh, I know you shared with me the story about how that movie came to be. So you know I'm excited about it coming out because I text you about it once a month, find out when it's going to come, and it's finally this is the month where it's going to happen. But before we go there, um, one thing that we do in the Icon app, there's three ways that artists can monetize their art. The number one way is you can uh, the artist can go into their bio and they can build out one on ones where they can do like for me, you could go in and get a uh, 15 minute consulting, a 30 or 60 minute with me. Um, you can do the same thing with Ja Rule. So that's that's one way to um, to monetize. The second way to monetize is you can charge admission a ticket to your show. So the live stream you're doing, you can set before you go live uh, a dollar amount, and then your fans will have to pay that admission to view your stream, uh, whether it's live or pre-recorded. And then the third way to do it is to tip right here in the live stream in the app. So our fans have become accustomed to tipping in the app. We already we're already up to twelve bucks, and we haven't even got started yet. But our fans are accustomed to tipping. And what we do, Jay and I do with that money, is we give that to a um, a charity or a cause, and we let our guests decide and tell us where that money is going to go. So who are we working for? Not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Who are we working for tonight? If all these tips could go to one place, where would you like them to go, Gary? Wow, that's that's wonderful. I, I The first thing that comes to mind, because it's just appropriate with the movie, is, is Save Our Stages. And these amazing venues around the, around the country, the clubs that... that where these rock bands started and where they still need to exist are, are hurting right now. Um, and so Save Our Stages, which you can go to saveourstages.org, I believe. Or is it .com? Shoot. Um, just Google Save Our Stages. And, and that's, that's something I, I care a lot about. And, and um, you know, Joe, if, if there's something that, that's, that's uh, associated with, with the military service in, 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 the, in the Ohio Valley... Um, Never opposed to that either, but uh, well, we're gonna, we'll sit and save our stages, brother. That's that's yeah. um, it's good. It's about your passion. I know I know you're passionate about the military and you support the military every way you can. So thank you for that, um, yes, sir. Looks like Roy's link in there, so everybody you know where it's going. Stay, save our stages. So hey, Matt, thank you for okay. that five dollar tip. We're up to seventeen already. Hey, did you have anything to do nice. before we go into the the Q and A? Yeah, hold on a second. Sounds like we got a little feedback. Is that from who is that from? Is that us? Here, I'm, I might try to fix it real quick here. Okay, hold on one sec. Is that better? Uh yeah, it sounds a lot better. Okay, it sounds a lot better. Well, real quick before we get to get into anything today is uh, uh you know we like to give our studio talk news, but today in studio talk news, while you were sleeping and Joe and I, of course, were out here trying to save the world, um, there was a celebration happening. Uh, for artists that we all know and some of us love, most of us love by the name of Cardi B, who celebrated her uh, her breakout uh, 2017 single, Bodak Yellow, which propelled her from love and hip-hop star to a chart topper. And because she just earned RIAA, that's Record Industry Association of America, for those of you who don't know, diamond certification, she just went 10 times platinum. Cardi B is the wow. first female rapper to achieve this certification. This marks her selling 10 million copies, y'all. And uh, that's kind of to say success uh, doesn't happen for most overnight. Don't let that go over your heads. This is Cassius J, your neighborhood superhero. And this was Studio Talk News. Boom, right. let's talk about it. All right, man. So, Gary, let's go ahead oh. and jump in. 
We knew now, Jay. We normally do a thing called Lucky Seven, and I have one. And he was going. He, hey, look, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you were doing so good, and you were going. You went right into it. I almost didn't want to cut you off at all. I was like, man, we should just let him keep rolling because I'm <laughs> lucky with Aaron. That's a problem for me sometimes. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it's and it's okay. It's okay, especially here because that's what we're here for. But we usually play a game uh, called Lucky Sevens. Well, the questions get tougher with progression. And uh, we, if you're interested, Joe, and you're ready, I got some rock hard questions for you. Paul. All right. All right, Gary, you down for some Q&A? Uh, All right. I'll, do, I'll do my best. No guarantees. Right. Uh, no well, I'm going up against the guy who knows the bands themselves personally. <laughs> this is going to be hard for me to... Uh, a lot of pressure. <laughs> hey, look, it's all good, but check this out. So here's how it works. It's going to be kind of uh, Jeopardy style. The guest always goes first. Of course, you're the guest. You get it right. The question goes. The next question goes to Joe. You get it wrong, Joe gets the steal. Joe gets it right. He gets the extra point. Okay. And we go back and forth until we get to our lucky seven. And if we have any tiebreakers, I'm ready for that. Mr. Gary, are you ready? Let's try it. Joe Mizzle, Tun. Are you ready, sir? Yes, I'm ready to defend my um, my stellar record there, Jay. <laughs> Let's go. All right, here we go, Gary. Which Pink Floyd album features a prism on the cover? Echoes? Mm, no, sir. Oh, wait, no, no. Wait, no, uh, I, no, I, I wanna... no, no, Gary, too late. I know I, it. Joe, Joe, you get this steal. Which Pink Floyd album... Features a prism on the album album cover. Is it Dark Side of the Moon? It is Dark Side yeah. of the Moon. Let's go. <sighs> oh, got we got one. a crowd and everything. Hey, Gary, it's that's so the first good. question I've got right in a long time. So uh, it's, uh, damn it. You got plenty of room for a comeback. <laughs> oh, All right, boy. here we go, Joe. This is you. Which Beatle had dyslexia? Boom. Um... Lennon? That's correct! It is John Lennon! Look at Joe's on fire tonight! Because I knew that, you know. <laughs> I don't know what got into you, Joe, but it's looking good on you, brother. Which famous... Gary, this one's for you. Which famous music group was formerly known as the New Yardbirds? What's up, Oh, Joe, he's coming back. <laughs> coming back, Joe. It's one, two. Joe's way. Joe, you don't get this right. You know, he gets the steal. It'll be a tie game. Joe, here's your next question. What U.S. festival hosted over 350,000 music fans in 1969? Woodstock. It is Woodstock. Let's give it up. I thought people. we were going to have hard questions. I he's thought this was a rock hard. Here we go. <laughs> Gary. Yes, sir. Gary, here we go. I'm concentrating. Question number five. Gary, you are down two. It is, the score is right now 3-1. Um, get this right. You will be one under. Here we go. Which band? Which band's debut album was entitled Appetite? Guns N' Roses. Struggle. Ooh, <laughs> I think he got the Ja Rule juice. Hey, man. You know what's funny? I, I'm a big GNR fan growing up. I never got to see the Guns Metallica tour. Ooh. So, Guns N' Roses, first time I got to see them <laughs> yeah. was on your stage, Gary. Oh, that's, that's great. Crazy. Dynamite. Dynamite, Look right? Look at that, man. That cool. 
All right, Joe. If you don't get this, you will be ahead, but he gets the steal, and he'll be one more under you, right? He'll be one less under you. So here we go. What musician won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016? Dylan. That's right, Bob Dylan! What in the what, Joe? It is 4-2. All right, Gary, look, this is for shits and giggles. <laughs> we already know who stole the show. I know. But I'm going to ask you anyway. Because I got a feeling, a, a really good feeling that you know. Who sings the song with the lyrics? Push me up against the wall. Young Kentucky girl in the push-up bra. Who was it, good sir? I will ask again. Think on it. Who sings the song with the lyrics? Push me up against the wall. Young Kentucky girl in a push-up bra. Mm. Here's the I'm song in my head. I can't. I'm gonna blow it. A Skinner, Leonard Skinner. That is not correct. Yeah, I got. Ah, uh, Joe, Joe. Hey, look. First off, let me say this, Joe. I know you love your boy. Man. I know you love <laughs> your friend. But I'm gonna need you to just go ahead and kill it. Don't make. Don't just do it. I do it, I, Joe. And do it, Joe. Who I is can it? hear the song, but I could the name of it. What? Who sings the song with the lyrics, Push Me Up Against the Wall, Young Kentucky Girl in the Push Up Bra? Let's go. Poison. I don't know. It is not correct. Hey, look. If either, either one of you can think of this in the next two seconds, the first person to put an exclamation point. Kid in, Rock? It is not Kid Rock. Joe, one more time. I, I, I got nothing. Literally, it I, is the red hot chili peppers. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm so ashamed. Yeah. I'm so ashamed of myself. Saw them on Gary's stage too for the first time. Uh, Sorry, hey guys. But... Thank y'all for playing, Joe. You find you, you got your second W. You got your second win. Uh, glad I could give it to you, Joe. Ah, uh, Joe. Man. Second win. Uh, congratulations, Joe. And uh, you guys, thank y'all for tuning in to Lucky Sevens for the questions. Tougher with progression. I'm your neighborhood superhero, Cassius J. And we are off to the studio talk, baby. Let's make it happen. Joe? Yeah, so, so, Gary, here we go, man. We're going to start. Um, I, man, I don't want to dig all the way back into what turned you on to rock music, but we all got that fire that got lit. I could take you to the moment where rock was the fire that was lit in my soul. Do you have a moment like that? Like well, a, a song you heard or something? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, you know, huh, I was really into the Beatles as a kid. That led to the Monkees, and I used to, I used to apparently walk around the. We had a like a lazy Susan growing up in the kitchen, and my mom, God rest her soul, used to say that I used to walk around during breakfast like a record on a on a turntable, and just walk <laughs> around. That was just my hyperactivity, but. I probably won't be here talking to you right now if it wasn't this for, for this one particular concert, which was 1983, uh, U2 at the US Festival. It was, they were third on. They were on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And what U2 used to do, and probably still does, is every song they performed was like their life was on the line. Like they, they meant it. Every song Bono if would would this would be his last song he ever performed 
And that's what I love when it, that, about a great rock show. And there's a band that we're all dying to see that suppo was supposed to come out in 2020, then in 21, and we don't know yet. But Rage Against the Machine is a band to me that every song, their life is on the line when they yeah. perform. And that's what I love about a great rock show. You know, the, the great bands really give their 110%. So growing up, you know, it, it was Zeppelin, it was Aerosmith. Uh, I got into punk rock because of that urgency, that chaos, that energy, like the Clash and the Sex Pistols, um, and that led me down uh, a road of of big punk like bands out of California called X, and um, and and then of course like the Ramones, and and I just devoured that. But what always led me back was every band I just mentioned has great songs. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm a song guy. I could have, I need the chaos and the energy, but the beat, it all goes back to the Fab Four to me. You know, the best songs win. So, mm. long answer, but that's good. That's what I got for that's you. That's so good because it's deeper than like, oh, I got an album and, yeah. and I went and saw a show. Yeah. You know, like a lot of what you said. Instead of sometimes, like I was saying about the rock audience, instead of they got to paint their their bedroom or they got to they have a their oil is leaking in their car. Instead, they will take that money to, to go to one of your concerts. Mm. You got to give them a good time. Yeah. You got to entertain them. Or, you know, sorry, that's, that's your gig. You're right. Yeah. We, we, had a, we had a motto. We used to have the motto. It didn't matter if it was one or a thousand. Yeah. Perform like there's a million people in the room. That was good like for our you. motto. So, and, 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 and it's plain to see at these concerts that everybody is definitely getting their, their uh you know getting their money's worth and they're getting the the live experience with you man it's a it's an awesome thing that you're doing out here man well i appreciate that hey man metallica five finger death punch a baby band they've all played to the bartenders they've all played to the sound man all of them <laughs> you know yeah. and sometimes those are their best shows they'll yeah, tell you right. that right yeah i mean so, and and, and, you know, you can tell that's, I think those are the guys with the stay power too, the guys that work through it, you know, that's, yeah. those are the guys that, you know, they, or, and gals too, who, who put the work in and, and play to the empty rooms to, uh, to develop that talent. You know, I mean, every time you play, I know this, every time I, I do anything, do it one more time and I'm better than the time before, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and so just bringing everything with, which, and I'll tell you the energy and, in this, in the at the the festivals you you put on, Gary. I mean, it's here's what's great about it, you know. And like, and I've been to every one of the Rock on the Ranges, all all but the first one. And and like Gary said, he was I behaved myself, so he let me backstage and <laughs> became a family thing, right? This, this is something yeah. I think people don't understand about uh, rock yeah. music. The reason I it would be our boys' weekend, and I would bring my son with me. You remember Nathan when he was 12, 13 sure. years old. I brought yeah. him, and I brought him every year. And then my other son, Brian, he couldn't wait to turn 13 because that's when he was allowed to go to the Boys <laughs> Weekend Rock Festival. And the reason I brought those guys, number one, they love the music, but number two, to show them that you can appreciate and enjoy the music and the festival and the environment without all the negative things that, that rock kind of gets you know, uh, gets a rep for. And I'm like, it ain't all about that, man. It's not about that at all. It's about these bands connecting with the audience. And, you know, my, me and my sons, we've created some really great memories in that very, at, in Crew Stadium, right? 
right and on backstage, you know, and with Gary. And this is what you got to know about Gary. Doesn't matter. He's putting on what 35, 40 bands in three days. Yeah. On three different stages. And he still texts me, Joe, did you get in all right? Uh, That's the kind of guy Gary is, is man. That's cool. So, I, I, I want to ask you a question, man. I, and, and I was thinking about this, and I'm, I'm just looking at uh, just how much you seem like you love this so much. And so what is, what is it about rock that makes you love it so much, man? I mean, because I can see your passion in your work. It definitely translates. Like, what is that? What is that thing that makes you love it so much that you put this much energy, time, and passion into it? Uh, that's, that's a really good question, the way you phrase it. Um, geez, I would just say, like, I, I'm a, I, got, I got a college education, and I had to I, – I wanted to be in the business world. But in order to be passionate and excited to wake up every morning, I had to do something that was a hobby. Like, I'm here to tell everybody that you can turn your hobby into a career. And don't worry about the money, because if you're into something, the money comes. You know, don't, cha- like, don't chase the money, chase the passion. And, and rock and roll doesn't, you don't choose it. Wish, it's a heartbreaker. Rock and roll will break your heart. Music, you know, music will break your damn heart. But um, it would be a lot easier if I just, like, worked in a bank or... or sold houses or something. I don't know. Um, nothing, nothing, no disrespect to any of those two professions. Um, because like rock and roll, like in the, the business I'm in, Joe sees it, 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 it's actually not that glamorous. It's a lot of hard work. You know, there's a lot of like shit that no, I'll give a standing ovation to, especially after, after when the floodgates open and we're allowed to like go see shows. Yeah. Yeah. Just to anybody who puts on a show. Uh, f- from the doorman right. to the sound man to the security guy to the caterer, yes. like, God bless them all. But what keeps that fire lit in you, man? What keeps that thing going? What the hell is that? I mean, because you sounds like you 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 know this is like this, this shit is like um it's it's it sounds like the hardest shit in the world, but it's the shit that you it's the thing that you love, Gary. It's the thing that you love. What keeps that fire lit? Where every day you wake up saying, "Hey, look, I know how hard this shit is." But I gotta keep going because this is what. What what is that thing that keeps your fire yeah. lit, man? Fortunately, I know that it just makes <laughs> sounds. It, it sounds almost like goofy, but it makes me breathe better. Mm. Um, like if it, I get down and some bad shit happens, like I'll put on I'll put on like "Know Your Enemy" by Rage Against the Machine. And you <laughs> can't help but like lose <laughs> your shit. When you hear that damn song, that song, that Rage is a band that I've like re- totally rediscovered in COVID. Like I've, I've gone to another level with that band. Um, yeah. But they just check all the boxes for me. The political statement, the social activism, the riffs, the, the, the songs at yeah. the end of the day. And like I'm going to lose my fucking mind when I see them live. I'm going <laughs> to like look out. Man, i got to clear the decks. Like no work if – when they're on, I'm, I'm like, I'll be in the mosh pit with y'all. Come with it. Yeah, I posted the other now. day, man. I, I don't know, maybe it was a month or two ago. I'm like, I, I, I tagged Ivan Moody in, and I'm like, I'm desperately in need of a mosh pit, man. <laughs> like the the lack of moshy, like a crowd surf, a good like just the just. If you've never been in a mosh pit, I've never been. There's in the mosh zero pit. things like it on earth. Nothing like. This movie just captures that 
mayhem, that chaos. Um, and the, and I think it's going to be like this great uh, band-aid or like a relief package for people who see this film that, that can't go to live shows because it's, it's shoulder to shoulder. It's like, it's mass bodies. And you're like watching it going, oh, wow, they allow that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's uh, the chaos of it, the, the sisterhood and the brotherhood in a mosh pit. Um, it's one of those natural highs. You know, like river rafting or bungee jumping or, you know, zip lining or whatever. Um, it's one of those natural highs. It's and it's it's like you said though, Gary, just now, like the family, the camaraderie, the the unity to stand on a stage and see thirty thousand people move like water. A sea of people. Man. It's insane. Like they move and 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 great artists move them like a magician you know like waving their wand it's the craziest thing to see man i and i can only you know i can only speak to what i've led the legendary things that i've seen i know you've seen crowds right have you seen anything like woodstock have you seen anything like like that in your time of putting on these festivals or have you are you trying to recreate those type legendary situations where you see the Freddie Mercury, don't you know how they're out there with these sea of people filling these arenas and football fields is just massive. Is that something you look forward to doing? Is that something that you, <laughs> you are doing? Or yeah, man, are you kidding me? I'm, like die for it. Um, uh, we're in the process, so you know we we feel very uh, cautiously optimistic about our the fall of this year. If, yes. You know uh, my my disclaimer to everybody watching and listening, like. Don't rush this. Please do the right thing. Keep social distance. Keep on wearing your mask. Don't listen to listen to science. Don't listen to conspiracy theories. We're, we can get out of this. We can get out of this if we all just like you know do the right thing. Just do the right thing, and yeah. get vaccinated. Get that sounds like a weird thing to say, but get that needle in your arm. I'm terrified of it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I, terrified. I, I, I've got I've got my father-in-law. I've got my wife, who's a therapist. It's it's a it's a wonder drug. It's magic. It's it's a beautiful thing. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna not only save us. It's gonna save like it's gonna could save the economy, man. Like we we all need to get back to work. We all need to like get back to our kids back to schools. So this is a good thing. I I, I understand you know your hesitation. And by the way, absolutely. You, you don't you don't have to do it. Because by the time everybody does do it in herd immunity, you'll just get like, if you get it, it's just going to be like a, like a getting the flu. Right. That's the whole point of this. We're, we're knocking yep. that shit. We're, we're going to beat it. We're going to defeat it. For sure. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Well, I want to give back to the movie because I'm excited to hear more about it. Gary, I brought, you invited me to bring my son. Um, his favorite yeah. band, Breaking Benjamin, was right. playing. And uh, you invited me to bring him so we could share our story. I know everything is filmed doesn't get aired, and that's cool. But during that moment, though, you shared with me the purpose and passion behind the film itself. I'm not going to try to explain it. I'm going to let you because I wouldn't do it justice. What inspired this movie? Um, just to capture the, the, the chaos, the celebrate it of, of – of this beautiful genre that we call rock and hard rock. Um, that's really misunderstood out there. Um, that 
you know, it may not be like the greatest, latest TikTok sensation or it may not be the, the, the cover story of ABC News Tonight. You know, rock is the other side of the tracks. It's, mm. it's, it's, it, that's the punk rock of it all. That's rock and roll. It should never be the most popular thing. That, that doesn't, rock is supposed to be the, the anti. Um, so, but when you get all these bands together and you get all these fans together, it creates this family dynamic, this chaos that is like nothing I've seen before. So I wanted to capture that in this movie, and I think we really did. And this underlying theme that, that goes throughout the film that we're all in this together. You know, you, yeah. uh, we, got, we, got, we had Governor John Kasich interviewed, and he said the great thing. He said, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, when the music hits you, we're all one. Mm, facts. That's it. That's facts. Big yeah. Facts. Big ones. Yep. And you know what else, too, is like, the thing is, and I take this as music in general, um, well, no, this statement is not. I've, heard, you know, in the, in the 90s, rock was the popular thing. It was the most popular kind of thing. And then you had, like, metal coming out and alternative coming in, and you just had this headbangers ball was a thing. Like, all the, like, that was my... I, I mean, I was listening to rock way before that, but I come through that that yeah. generation, and and now it's not as popular, you know, kind of like you said. And I think there's a perception that rock is dead, mm. and I my hope is that this film will revitalize it and show people because here's the thing: it may not be the most popular thing, but it's saving someone's life right now. Yeah, which that's a fact. Hey Joe, which I, I, I'm glad you said that because. Um, I was going to ask you a question that said, perfect. Do you believe that rock, and I know your answer. I kind of know, I think I know where you're going to go with this answer, but I would like for you to explain because I love your explanations, good sir. Do you believe that rock is dead right now in in today's, like today's music world? Is rock dead, man? Uh-oh. I think we got to pause. Oh, oh, there we go. go. Good. Is that to Joe or is that to me? That was to you, good oh, sir. Oh, it's to me? Yes, um, sir. No, hell no. I don't even subscribe to that. I, again, it's, it, fuck no. It's, it's just not, again, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not going to, you know, go com- compete with Taylor Swift for Grammy Album of the Year or something. Um, but again, rock was invented to be the anti, to be the other side of the tracks. That's the whole point of rock and roll. Yeah, it has its moments where it's the top dog, like the grunge movement. But remember, during the, the height of the grunge movement, you had some incredible hip hop. Then you had you had you had Tupac and Biggie and Snoop and Dre, yeah, making yep. phenomenal albums. Like the Chronic is is a Sergeant Pepper's man. That's that yeah, is I, a that is a Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, that that, re- that record's ridiculous. It is though. Any it rock is. fan want, listen to me right now? Put on the Chronic. It is <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and so is Snoop Dogg's debut. And so, it, so hip-hop was, you know, that, that's uh, my opinion. But rock, rock has its moments in the British invasion yeah. in the 60s and Woodstock was rock-based. And, but it, it's just fleeting. And then it'll go back to being, a, you know, the, the bastard, uh, uh, the, the uncool kids of the grassy knoll. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that one, man. I mean, yep. because you don't you don't see it winning uh, all these accolades and awards on these shows anymore, and it's just like, why not? Why why aren't they getting? Why do you think that you know rock, the art of rock, isn't getting recognized in these big arenas? Well, 
Um, you know, pop music, right? Yeah. It, it's short for popular. Popular music. And rock is not that rock is when you think of rock, you, I think the first thing you think of is, you know, ooh, dangerous. Uh, oh, watch out. Look out. <laughs> and, and by the way, I, I don't mind that. I don't think any rock fan minds that. So, again, um, this film captures that, that rock is not dead. As a matter of fact, it's alive and vibrant. You just got to maybe search it out a little bit more. That's what's up. Yeah. And, and a testament to the fact it's not dead is, and you, I'm sure you, some of the names that you listed actually um, on the poster, man, are names that have been born in the past 10 years or so. I mean, it can't be dead if it's giving birth, man. Mm. That's a fact. Ooh, that's I like right. that line. I, hey, look, I thought it too when he said that too. That was a bar, yo. Yeah, that's a good one. That yeah. was a bar, Joe. We need to write that down, man. Hold uh-huh. on. Hey, write that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rock's because, not dead are, if it's given birth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and there are some really great bands that have come out like become um you know popular in the rock community in the past, you know, few years. So I think it's I think it's thriving, man. That's good, I mean, good. I, love I have it. a question. I got a question. How do you seek out who is gonna be on one of these in, in, in your show? How do you seek out who's gonna fit the bill? Well you you know, you start at the top. And you you know you get your Metallicas and you get your System of a Down or Foo Fighters or Guns and Roses, and you know once you land a big fish, you know other what what rock bands don't want to be on the same bill as those bands, right? Right. Um, and then you know I, I'm into discovery. I'm always listening. I'm always on the hunt. You know we we have a, a motto: just if you're going to send me music, just make sure it doesn't suck. That's that's all that's all I ask for. And you know I'm, I'm no genius. I'm no like uh, you know. I'm no gatekeeper. If if it's good, if the song is good, and your band delivers, you're gonna find your way to me and, and my and my staff. So, um, we we look through everything, man. We we from from record labels to music agents to lawyers to YouTube to to a neighbor to a friend to you to you know we're I never want to miss one. So I, I unfortunately listen. I probably listen to too much music. That's awesome, though. So that you know, that just tells me that there's opportunity uh, that you're yeah. here for people to actually be able to showcase their their art. And- a true story, Gre- Greta Van Fleet, which is one of the future big time uh, up and coming rock bands uh, of that in the last five years. Greta Van Fleet put them on our festival from a demo tape. They they didn't have a they don't have a they didn't have a label deal. I think they may have had a label deal, but they had no national music out and i'm like i'm in i heard it and I, I'm, I'm like let's book them so if it if it's that good it's gonna find its way to me i love it yo there's <laughs> so many and that's not even that's only one example man like i mean and i think that that is the art um that you've maybe mastered with all of your festivals is you know you bring in some new talent but then you know i've seen tech nine i've seen mgk at yeah. the same, you know, at the same festival, I've on the side stage, dance, yeah, on the side stage, and it, well, MGK was only on side side stage till the show was over, and then he crowd surfed his way to the front and jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Smart dude, dude is yeah, love that guy. Um, you know, Jelly Roll. I mean, from from back in the day, Jelly Roll on your stage, right? Like, um, yeah. You know, five finger death punch. You know, opening oh, up wow. the main stage, but 
they were only like two years old at the time. Wow. Or something like that. You know, they just kind of got back together. In fact, I was doing the meet and greet backstage for the Army with Kid Rock. Ivan walks by and he's like, what's going on here? I'm like, he's like, can you introduce me to Kid Rock? <laughs> right. I, he was on the meet and greet. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. I put him on the meet and greet. And then, yo, yo this is just the vibe that's at every one of these shows, though. I mean, like everybody, it's the family thing. And then I sent Ivan the picture. Actually, I sent Zoltan. And then next thing I know, Zoltan, like, is calling me saying, hey, we need a military um, advisor for the song we're doing called No One Gets Left Behind. And so I helped you write that. And, you know, it's just like that's the family. Like everybody is right. literally. And I yes, love sir. that. Yes, I sir. That. So, okay. So is, is there anything else? We'll go ahead and wrap it up soon. But is there anything else we need to know about the film? It's coming out March. It comes out March 11th on Thursday. Um, and then Friday globally, there's a, there's a online red carpet premiere that there's a, a Q&A that involves J- Jacobia Paparoch and Lizzie Hailstorm and awesome. um, and Miles. Kennedy and Eddie Trunk host it. Uh, that that happens after the film on March 11. It's all there on LongLiveRockMovie.com. LongLiveRockMovie.com. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for supporting it and supporting rock and roll. And we're all going to be- we'll all get back out there. If just just don't rush this. We'll, we'll get back out there. It's been a sucky ass year. We'll, <laughs> we'll celebrate the, for even for the better when we all. When, when that when those clouds part, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the Roaring Twenties. It's gonna be it'll be chaotic. It's gonna be beautiful. Great. Can't wait for it. So just a reminder to everybody who's watching right now, um, all of your tips are donations, and those donations are going to save our stages. Thank you. And so please, uh, this is your last chance before we, we sign off. Please go ahead and make those donations. Um, Gary, man, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us today. Oh, I had a blast. I mean, it probably took longer to get in than it did to actually do the interview. But uh, <laughs> when this app comes out of beta, man, it's going to be unstoppable because I think it, it is an artist's app, you know, and, and, and yeah, it really cool. in turn for the fans as well. So um, it's coming soon. I can't wait to see the premiere of this movie. By the way, you can't mention Jacoby without mentioning how much of a nice dude he really genuinely uh. There's no question about it. Like that, he's he's a solid dude. So if he watches this, or if you talk to him again, Gary, just tell him I said yeah, what's up. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. How awesome is that, man? Thank you so much, Gary. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I I want I want to talk to you so much more, um, and, and hopefully we can we can get together offline, man. But I, I have so many other questions that I want to ask you. But thank you for joining us tonight. For those of y'all that tuned in, uh, you're now tuned into Studio Talks. We enable the superhero Cassius J. And my mans, your mans always. Joe mans. All day, every day. And our mans, Gary. Say it for me one time. Yeah, you did it right. You nailed it the first time. I nailed it the first time. I want to my mindset spyback, but it's feedback. I know, I get you. Thank you. All right, cheers, guys. For sure. Thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. And we'll see you soon. See you. Thanks, Gary. Studio talk.